welcome to the Orient Outlook podcast with myself, Steve Nussbaum, and as always, my good friend, myself, Stan Chum, the bearded legend, the daddy-o, the one and only, Mr. Paul Evie. Thank you very much indeed. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. This is episode 183. We are fast moving through the hundreds here. In this week's show, we're going to give you a quick recap of what's happened in the last few days uh, with news from around the club. Uh, stuff that you've probably forgotten that might be of interest, might not be. I think it's been a pretty quiet week, though, to be fair, with the uh, build-up to the FA Trophy game, which we're also uh, going to uh, relive uh, in some short way. So um, without further ado, I think uh, we'll crack on with this week's show, and we're going to start this week uh, with the Supporters' Trust. Sorry, not the Supporters' Trust, the Leighton Orient Trust. I do beg your pardon. <laughs> so to start off with, then Joe Willowson took his medal and the National League trophy along to Aldersbrook School to talk with pupils and teachers about the season and the excitement ahead of Wembley. Great to see Joe there out in the community. Imagine being an infant or junior school kid and the team has just won the league and going to Wembley. See what else is up there. Yeah, absolutely. I don't get, uh, I don't hear that uh, Prem clubs doing that sort of stuff in in their um, youth outreach programmes and stuff. Absolutely. Trinity Catholic pupils schools, uh, pupils, sorry, visited the Brayer Group Stadium as part of their re- uh, reading rewards programme and they were spoiled as they were, they met uh, Josh Coulson and Joby McEnough as well. Um, amazing. Yeah, more don't great get, Don't get that from Prem Clubs either. <laughs> and to finish this week's Trust Update, the Trust worked with Essex Cricket to host a cricket tournament at the Brayer Group Stadium which saw local primary and secondary schools taking part in a quick cricket tournament and the walking footballers trying their hand at walking cricket but because the trust haven't told us who's won there's no one to congratulate so whoever won that uh, tournament that's how they got the message from Ravi Bopara or whatever his name is oh yeah good shout so well done and again thanks to the trust for sending it over that updates keep up the great work at the trust guys. yes absolutely so the week that was then we'll start with Tuesday the 14th of May as we recorded last Monday uh, five days until Wembley the countdown is now on and the non-league paper held its annual award ceremony at Stamford Bridge it was a treble for the O's as Leighton Orient were named team of the year Josh Coulson picked up player of the year and it won't surprise you to know that Justin Edinburgh picked up manager of the year so a triple win for the O's who took basically every top award basically going but well deserved there for Justin yeah, Josh and the team Matt Porter got in on the action and put <laughs> a tweet out and he tweeted it tells you a lot about the squad when our player of the year away player of the year the three players named in the National League team of the year and the player voted as the division's player of the year by fans are six different Great point. players and PS he finished on we also won team and manager of the year that's impressive, really impressive. So well done to everyone. Uh, on more deserved applaud, it's Macaulay Bond. It's back on Twitter. Um, I didn't realise they'd changed, to be honest with you. I think he came off for about six months. Right. Uh, but yeah, he's back, like you said, at mbond9. And to clear up some confusion, which I didn't know existed, he said to counter the press reports, uh, obviously we're not following that side of things, he said, I've completed all the necessary documents to get my Zimbabwean passport I will be travelling to the AFCON 2019, that's the Africa Cup of Nations, uh, this summer representing my country. So we wish you every success there. And it's obviously well known that they're in the same group as um, Egypt and uh, a certain Mo Salah. Yeah, so good luck to McCauley. He gets a chance to put himself in the shop window. And like I was saying to you before we started, if Bond scores a hat-trick against Egypt, he'll be right in the shop window. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, we don't want to tempt fate or anything, but... No, I mean, obviously we hope he does well. Um, the country does well, but, you know, we're quite happy to have him at Orient next season. Well, I guess one disadvantage of that, like you were saying beforehand as well, is when does Macaulay Bond actually have a rest? So he has to fly out to the African Cup of Nations. Yeah, which is, what, 11 hours, 10 hours, whatever that flight is. Then he's got a train. He's not having a restful summer. So I think the comment that I made to you before we started recording, whilst this is great for him and you'd never begrudge him the opportunity of representing his country you got to think to yourself, he's going to come back to pre-season X amount of days, weeks late, yep. which means that he's then going to be X amount of days or weeks behind the others. Yep. The likelihood then of him probably picking up an injury in the season because he'll probably start most games like he has done this season. So I would imagine, and I hope this is not true, I'm sorry to sound like a negative, but it sounds like that potentially that you know he could pick up injuries that are through for muscle fatigue or whatever it is they pick up. Yeah. Um, Good point. We so, will see. Yeah, but no, we wish you every success at that tournament and thanks for everything you've done for us. 
so far. Well, from last season, yeah. great season for him. Another good season for Mr. <coughs> Bond. So moving on into Tahuwe Wednesday, the 15th of May. And like Paul said, the countdown was on and it was four days until Wembley. And this day was a quiet day at the club as the players and management team visited Wembley Stadium ahead of the big day. So some great stuff on social media of players looking around Wembley, having a laugh, some good photos mm. being taken, mm. and a chance for the players to take it all in before they stepped out on that hallowed turf. It was a great sign at Wembley. Yeah. So where players enter and legends leave. Superb. Yeah. Very nice quote. Thursday the 16th of May, then three days now until Wembley. Colchester United announced, uh, we wouldn't normally do this sort of thing, but uh, as there is an Orient connection, we, we're going to mention it. Their current physio is the ex-Orient physio, Tony Flynn, and he's going to be retiring, having been involved in a 1,000 EFL fixtures. Wow. So well done to Tony, and we wish you all the best uh, in your retirement. For those that are of a slightly older nature, will remember uh, Tony Flynn and his bag. Yeah, nice one. Later in the day, the club announced that the upcoming FA Trophy final would be live streamed to international viewers for four ninety nine. So good to see, obviously, international viewers being given a chance to watch the game. It was obviously on BT Sport live for UK viewers, yeah. And the stream just being sent out to international viewers. So no matter where you were in the world, you would have the opportunity to watch the Mighty O's grace that famous green turf of Wembley Stadium. Indeed, absolutely. Charlie Granger took the opportunity to beat the club to announcing his departure from the club and via his Instagram account he posted a very simple message saying Leighton Orient dot 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 10 years and out it's been a pleasure and so from us to you Charlie good luck for the future thanks for all your efforts particularly in the dark days. Yeah. Your views on that? I think it's the right move for all parties really currently third choice Keeper, not making the bench. Um, hopefully, you can find him. Ever. Not since Justin's been here, no. I don't think. Um, Sam Sargent's been there since Dean Brill got put in. Yeah, so I hope he can find himself a decent club. We can feature on a regular basis. He's still quite young. I mean, even though he's been on it for 10 years, 22. he's still very young. In mm. goalkeeping terms, that's, that's a baby's age. So hopefully, you know, he'll probably have to move down the pyramid, probably not too far. Get an established spot in a team as a number one kick on from there you know well potentially under 23 because he's still eligible oh, possibly yeah I mean two years ago he was, he was our number one correct he starting yeah, yeah. It. I think he'd done alright as you'd expect of any young keeper struggled at points but then the team was struggling as well so it's not like he walked into a side who were performing you know, yeah crumbled he was in a team who weren't performing at the time so but he was doing alright considering the back four in front of him weren't doing their bit yeah, I thought I he think, gave a good account of himself I think a lot of people were a bit it's uh, one of them isn't it critical not very loud He's not a talker, but like again, Dean Brill. But you gain that, don't you, yeah. from, from experience and playing. But again, I think the right move you. For me, I think it's a shame. I agree with you. Uh, I think, as I said, we saw glimpses of his ability during the dark times at our club. But yeah, probably the right move if he's not going to even make a, get a bench and rotate with Sam or he's not going to go out on loan, at least to put himself in the shop window, then yeah, I think it's probably the best thing. So good luck to Charlie and thanks for all your efforts. Yeah, so moving on into Moonair Friday, the 17th of May, and now only two days until Wembley and a quiet day at the club as the excitement was really starting to build for O's fans all over the world. So then we move on to Saturday, the 18th of May, and it is one day until Wembley in the afternoon. Matt Porter tweeted, well done to the FA for reconsidering and giving two extra players on both sides a chance of a lifetime tomorrow. Both teams will be allowed to name seven subs. So lots of plaudits there for the FA, who obviously eventually got to the right decision, which we're all happy about. However, just after 9pm, the club put out a statement, part of which the red Leighton Orient entered discussions with the FA and AFC Fold over three weeks ago regarding each team being able to name seven substitutes for the FA Trophy final. The club was told that if an agreement could be made with AFC Fold, that a vote would be made on the matter. The agreement was made with our counterparts AFC Fold, but the subcommittee votes rejected the proposal. They left to say at the end of the statement, the club was left unsatisfied with this response and permission was only granted on this matter today, on this Saturday the 18th of May, so the day before the game. And as AFC Fylde had already departed, they were unable to agree to the terms. Yeah, which the club was disappointed that two members of the O squad would be unable to feature on the bench and potentially miss out on minutes in a once-in-a-career opportunity 
at a Wembley Cup final. And not to leave it at that, Matt Porter then tweeted again later in the evening saying, Subgate updates. Had a good chat with file boss Dave Challoner because Fylde had seen Matt's tweets and got in touch with him and said he's happy to send you Dave's number if you want to chat about it. And uh, he did and he said Dave was a very nice guy, very complimentary of us. He would have gladly had seven subs, but with injuries and other reasons for unavailability, they now only have 16 players available for tomorrow. He said, let's move on and focus on the game at the end of his tweet. So that was that. So subgate done. It could have, the the FA could have made it so much easier. Apparently next season there's seven subs on the bench anyway. I don't know why, I don't understand why these bureaucrats have to make it so difficult for people. But anyway, let's move on. We digress. Moving on into the big day, Sunday the 19th of May and the Wembley day was here. But before that, it was uh, a certain birthday for a young lady who we know very well. So happy birthday to Janine Adelman. Yes, happy birthday to you. Moving on into the main event. Yeah. And the one we'd all been waiting for as AFC File was up in the FA Trophy final at Wembley. Yeah. Always. Yep, we ran a Twitter poll before the game to find out how you thought we'd get on. And after 300 votes in 24 hours, a whopping 90% of you thought Orient would be victorious. But a cynical 10% thought that filed would lift the trophy and sadly as we will now know that those cynical 10 30 people were absolutely spot on so thank you for all of your votes through the season in our twitter polls there's a few more polls to follow for our season awards that we'll get out a bit later on in the week but let's go back then to the big match the pre-match it was all about going out meeting mates meeting uh friends who yeah. we made along the way so we hit hamilton hall still fairly early about half 11 but i think we'd missed the initial rush into Hamilton Hall at yeah. Liverpool Street. There was still a ton of people up there, though. There was, yeah, because obviously all the Essex lot come into, by and large, come into to Liverpool Street, and I guess anyone from Hertfordshire would as well. But yeah, really great. Saw people in there I didn't realise were coming or had an, any affinity to it in any way, shape, or form. Uh, and it was really nice. It was really good, really good atmosphere, packed out, but you could still get a drink. Um, and yeah, everyone was in really good spirits, looking forward to the day, really. I, I think there was a lot of pressureless people in there, you know, no one was really like piling on what well, we've got to win or, you know, life's depend on it type of atti- attitudes. It was really good. Yeah, really good vibe in there. So we stayed there to about half 12. And then we took our merry little uh, bodies to uh, the Metropolitan Line, went down to Wembley Park and ended up in the Green Man, where we were five years ago. Yeah. I've got to say, awesome atmosphere in the Green Man. Yeah, good really dreams. good. Outside good was amazing, yeah. Really yeah, cool. it really was actually. Um, so again, saw literally everybody that you generally tend to see and know from home and away games. Anyway, um, bit of singing and just people just larking around, having a good time. It was it was really a really nice day. Yeah, and the impression I got, like you said, was that win or lose, we were just happy that there wasn't a season-defining match taking place at Wembley, and we could yeah. relax and go into it. And it wasn't a case of win and you get the glory and lose and you go home sour. So yeah, exactly. That was that, and then we decided to go into the stadium at about half past three. But let's go back a bit before that, and the team was about to be announced. Charlie Lee took to Twitter a few hours before, and he tweeted, "So here it is, my last game for Leighton Orient FC. What a game to finish on! Had an amazing time these two years. Me and my family fell in love with the club, and I will give everything I can today to help win this. Hope the fans enjoy their day at Wembley. I certainly will." So Charlie Lee signing off and we'll come back to Charlie Lee a bit later in the podcast but I was surprised at the timing of that maybe he wanted to get the message out that that would be his last, last game. game yeah um, so the team was announced the 11 to lead us to FA Trophy glory so Dean Brill in goal aiming for the 25th clean sheet of the season back five of Joe Willison Josh Coulson Marvin Ekpeteta Dan Happy and Jamie Turley midfield of Joby McEnough Craig Clay um, and James Brophy with Josh Karoma and McCauley Bond up top. And on the subs bench, only five, as we've said before. So Sam Sargent in goal, Sam Ling, Charlie Lee, the JMD, who for the last time was our sponsored player this season, yeah. and the ginger Pele, Matthew Harold. <laughs> so that meant that Joby McEnough and Joe Widdison recover from an injury to start, as Charlie Lee is named on the bench. It's the heavily rumoured to be departing Jay Simpson misses out altogether, as does... Alex Lawless. Your views on that team? I think as expected. So we discussed last week on the pod, 10 out of 11. Write themselves. Write themselves. And, and we, I think I said Brophy writes the 11 for me. You probably did. So I said Lee for me would write the 11. Yeah. Um, but, 
you know, it's good to see an attacking approach. So Brophy obviously being named shows that Justin wanted to go and attack yeah. it, which I've got no problem with. Uh, JMD and Harold, good options, good attacking options yeah. off the bench. Uh, no place for Jay, would suggest he is off. Obviously written pre today. Big chance for Dean Brill to break the club's clean sheet record with 25 clean sheets. Your views on, on the team? Uh, Justin prefers to keep a consistent lineup, doesn't he? He's done it all season, yeah. so I really expected this lineup. It's a shame, obviously, that Jay and Alex miss out. Um, had there been seven subs, they might have made it you know, for that experience and for what they've done for us this season. I guess particularly for Alex, who's been with us for a couple of years and really not had much in the way of game time at all, for, for whatever reason. Um, good to see uh, that Joby and Joe are fit and have recovered as well, so they've been managed back and... It's great that they're both fit for today as well. No, well not, even, not even mentioned Delarby in terms of the squad, or yeah. even Dal Gorman. Yeah, in that as even it's true. Not even making the squad, yeah. so some players didn't weren't even considered um, by us. So a few tweets came in as we were walking down Wembley Way. Uh, Gorillas nineteen eighty five tweeted mm. us and said, "No Simpson, mm. think that might be curtains for him, but good to see Turley start and good to see Lee on the bench and Lee." Happy, Happy birthday. birthday. Yeah. yeah, another one. Um, at PM31970 said, uh, good team, I would have gone for JMD over Brophy, but apart from that, okay, would have had Simpson on the bench as well. So those were all the tweets pre-match into the O. So the match kicked off at a fairly busy Wembley Stadium. Well, it's bizarre for me. Like, quarter of it, really busy. The other quarter, which was filed, slightly busy. And then you look across to a half, almost half empty We had stadium. six fans for every one of theirs. Oh, did we? Yeah. Good maths there, Mr. Levy. Uh, so we owes, were hoping to make it a double of the National League and FA Trophy and become the first team to do so since 1992. Yeah, nothing much really to talk about in the first 10 minutes as both teams were looking to try and build a rhythm and settle into the game. Yeah, good point. 12 minutes gone, a bit of stoppage as filed captain Neil Byrne had to come off after taking a big whack from the super forehead of Josh Coulson, mm. really. Although Fold had the upper hand, created a couple of guilty chances as Brill had to be alerted, parry at Danny Rowcross. And thankfully, the follow-up shot, shot went into the side netting with 18 minutes on the clock. So at this point, Rowe already dropping into the space. So Rowe was already dropping, finding the space and causing us a few problems. It was a good little uh, cross shot he put into the box there. And Brill had to be alert. Yes, to parry that. Yeah. Um, out the way rather than into danger and then they kind of wasted the um, rebound although a few fold fans thought they'd scored because the side netting rattled and you saw a few of them jump jump up. up you heard the noise as well but I thought fold started quicker than us at this point I think the first 10 minutes was fairly even but fold you could tell a bit sharper a bit quicker to the ball that's not an anomaly of a pattern for us though because the last two or three games we've started off rather slowly and a little bit tardy yeah. I mean you could argue fold are more match ready because they've Played last week. They're still competitive. Where you could argue was. they're tired and we're rested. Yeah, no, absolutely. Six to one half, doesn't he? Either. Absolutely. Comment on Rowe? He's a very good player. Very clever at dropping into little spaces. Yeah, yeah. really good. So that was that in the 19th minute. minute. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the O's have a free kick in a decent position that J.B. McEnough sent over the bar. Just a minute later, Dean Brill got called into action again as a defensive header falls to Reed just inside the Orient box. He has to adjust his body. Did so well. Got a decent connection with the shot and palmed the ball away. Quite a nervy, nervy point here for us because we're thinking, my God, we really haven't turned up today. I thought that was a really good me. effort from Reid. Thought he adjusted his body yeah. really cleverly and Bro had to be alert. Good save. But at this point, you're thinking, come on, let's get into it. But we've seen that before where we kind of don't start too well and we might nick a goal and go on up. And you know, once we yeah. get the goal up, we're very hard um, to come back again. So George Sessions tweeted and a good tweet in the 24th minute. And he said, Orient need to step it up. Hewton and Reed combined, and the latter has a weak effort saved by Brill from 20 yards. Not much to talk about now, really, until the 40th minute. Josh Caroma starts to come into the game uh, more as he plays a 1 2 with Macaulay Bond, but shoots over after getting himself into a decent position. And just two minutes later, he's at it again, and this time Josh cuts in from the right, but the same finish as the ball goes harmlessly over the bar. And it does that quite a lot. Yeah, overhits it, either leans back too much and gets under the ball and scoops it up too much. Just a little bit more composure on the ball might might be something worth. It's one of those is where if, if any of those two go in, we're raving about Correct. what goal it is. But if he hits over the bar, we kind of slam him a little bit. But I think he'll learn with experience. You know, I think 
the last six months, the year he's been fantastic. He has he can't fought him too much. No, and hopefully, his games improved massively. I think that'll yeah. be something that Ross and Danny and Justin take on with him now. How when do you shoot and when do you when do you pass? But he was coming into the game more, and he was looking at that point like our biggest threat. I thought at that point, Bond wasn't having much glory, and Bond isn't the type of player to run at defenders and make the space for himself. So I thought Josh was looking at our best threat at this point in the quiet first half, yeah. attacking wise. But in the forty-third minute, it was a big, big chance for AFC Fold. And they really should have gone one up as Danny Rowe again went into that little hole he goes into, played the ball across the box with one of his cross shots and the ball came to Andy Bond at the back post and I thought this was in. I was literally yeah. bang on line with this player and I yeah. thought all he's got to do is tap it in but somehow stuck his foot out and the ball somehow... Straight, straight in the deep real. Like, how have you missed that from four yards out? Crazy Five miss. yards out. They should have really gone a goal up. Like, oh, a lucky miss. Still has chance. 45 minutes in, a run from Hewton uh, finds Reed inside the area, but Ekpateta's presence put him off, and he fired at Dean Brill. Yeah, and in three minutes of injury time are played, and the half-time whistle goes with the score line goalless 0-0. And we've seen that quite a bit this season, get to half-time 0-0. Justin reinvigorates the boys at half-time, we come out all fired out, nick a goal, yeah. and we go on to the point. So at that point, lucky to be level. I agree, yeah. However, yeah. you make your own lucky football, so... They That's didn't take happens. their chances and thank God that they're not so good. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, basically, we're very lucky. It's what my friend said to me. He said, thank God they're rubbish because otherwise we'd be 2-0 down by now. I think they had the best player on the pitch in the first half by Mar. Like Danny Rowe, I thought, was very clever. We couldn't mm. handle him. That's what he does. you know. And Like I said, that's what we'd done really well in the league game when Charlie Lee was on him and so was Mar and he couldn't go anywhere and he had yeah. to keep passing sideways. Whereas this game, obviously, Brophy isn't, doesn't stick to him because that's not Brophy's job. That's not Mac enough job or Clay's job. So he had a bit more freedom, but then you can argue we had more create creativity going forward by having Brophy. So the argument that when we put Lee on him last time in the home game that we beat them in, we'd so. argue that maybe that should have been replicated this time. Yeah, absolutely. But Easy we, to say in hindsight. Yeah, absolutely. Rob MCC sixty eight said at least we avoided the notoriously precarious two 0 half time lead. Fantastic. Very good tweet. Tweet. Yeah, something similar as well. Orient ball bag. Said somehow, but thankfully we go in nil nil at half time. Need to get into gear for the second half. Jamie Turley is having a nightmare. Needs to get his game together. No, I didn't, I didn't notice see that. It, so I thought Turley played all right yesterday. To be fair, but mm. we'll come on to you in a, a little bit. I didn't really pay him that close attention, but for me, I don't think he was any worse than anyone else. Yeah, fair point. But fair David point. Dodd, congratulations to you. Um, you were given a tra- he was uh, David Dodd, chairman of the Leighton Orient Supporters Club, was given a trophy from the FA uh, in recognition of his extensive voluntary work that he's done at the club, and he was interviewed on the pitch at half time. So from us to you, yeah. congratulations, Dave. Don't know if you listen or not, but I'm, I know some of the committee do, and um, so we just want to say thank you very much uh, for everything that you have done and continue to do uh, at the supporters club and the attendance a rather chunky attendance yeah so the attendance was announced at 42,962 over the day matching David Dodd's years of service to the club 42 years oh not 42,000 years I was going to say wow he's not that old so he looks good for it amazing so you know although a fantastic attendance Wembley did feel rather Empty. Empty. Well, then I think a lot of the Cray and the uh, other team who they played, Chertsey, must have gone home. Yeah, probably. But there was a few sprinkled in there waiting to see it. But, um, yeah. We made a substitution at half-time, as you probably well know by now. Jordan Maguire-Drew came on to replace the aforementioned Jamie Turley. And that saw James Brophy go to right wing-back. And Jordan uh, is now in that number 10 uh, role. Yeah, you feel like that's his kind of preferred position. Yeah. I get the feeling that he enjoys Just playing there more row. than the right-hand side. Yeah. Where he can go and do what he likes. So, start of some Orient pressure. And we looked better straight away as we came out for the second half. And in the 50th minute, we got a free kick just outside the foul box. And Jamie stepped up, got the free kick over the wall. And it looked like he was destined to go oh. to the bottom corner. But it hit the post straight on. The front of the post, yeah, it's it. Not the side. Into play. Oh. So... So, so close. Unbelievably close. Unbelievably close. It's literally two inches to the left and that's a goal. From where I was, I, it looked like it was going well wide. So I was barely paying any attention. So when it hit the post, it kind of startled me a little bit. And I thought, come yeah, on. Yeah. But somehow the ball didn't go in. And from the resulting corner, JMD put in a superb delivery and Danny Happy comes charging into the box 
and heads a decent chance over the bar. So in the first five minutes of the second half, we'll look more lively than what we did in his We're going for it, first we? 45 minutes. And if that free kick goes in or if that header goes in from Happy, different game, game changer. Absolute game. game changer. George Sessions tweeted in the 56th minute that James Brophy found Jordan Maguire drew with a lovely ball. He should play to Bond early, but waited and got tackled. That was a bit frustrating, actually, because he should have played the ball early and it would have released him and, and, and who knows what would have happened, but he didn't and he got tackled. I, th- I think that's it. a learning curve for Jamie D. I saw exactly the same at Solihull away where he broke and it was three on two and you're thinking, come on, Make shoot or play someone in and yeah. he hesitated for that split second and he got tackled. But that will come with Jamie D. Like, yeah. like Josh, it's, it's, he's going to need to play games to learn how to do that, Yeah, I think. Yeah. Um, and in the 57th minute, we hit the post again. As this time, another O's corner. Again, JMD's corner delivery was fantastic. Yeah, today. it was. He put a great corner in it, found Marmalik Pateta around the back post and his header hit the side of the post. But for me, I think the keeper had this one covered. It was a pretty busy line area. I yeah. don't think that would have gone in. Mm. But hit the post twice in the first 12 minutes and you kind of get the feeling it might it's just not, gonna not be your day. be your day. Craig Clay went close just a minute later as he played a superb one too with Maguire Drew, got in behind the foul defence, fired under pressure, uh, but fired under pressure, lifting his shot over the bar from about 10 yards. That was a shame. That was another, another guilt chance. chance. And again, a fantastic little ball played through the back of their defence by JMD, who was yeah. making it look effortlessly uh, easy. And maybe that's Bon, it's 1-0, or Karama, it's 1-0, but Clay doesn't have the best scoring record. He's not really an attacking midfielder. Tried to lift over the keeper, Decent effort, but wasn't to be. But at this point, you're sitting back going, it's not when we, it's not if we're going to score, it's when we're going to score. Because we were absolutely battering them. Which brings us on nicely to the hour mark. The goal that won the game. The goal that won the, goal the, game. the game. The goal that won the game. Came from an excellent Danny Rowe free kick on the hour mark. Uh, he bent the ball over the wall. It flew past Dean Brill, who was literally rooted to his spot. Uh, a really good free kick. If you're going to be picky about it, though, the wall didn't jump or move at all. Maybe their intelligence said that he shoots low under the wall when they jump. I don't know what, what they were told, but they all stood stood there and he's just nicked it over. You'd argue that one of them, if they'd have jumped and caught that, it would have deflected it somewhere. A great hit. It's a great great free kick. Done well. Maybe you could have had another one in the wall. I don't know. We normally get our walls right. But yeah. it, as soon as it went over the wall... Beat Bruin, and it didn't seem a bit. It didn't seem real, really, when you scored. It was like a little cheer, and they yeah, because their four thousand was shoved really. in the other yeah. corner. It was a bit weird. But well done. I mean, I didn't see how they got the free kick because we was all doing stand up for the Orient. I think everyone was doing stand up for the Orient and just standing up. And when I stood up, I couldn't see what was going in the yeah, pitch ahead of me. I missed it. So we exceeded the free kick, but one nil down with thirty minutes left. And nine minutes later, in the 69th minute, Matt Harold came on for Danny Happy as Justin was going for it. And George Sessions tweeted. We now have Karoma as right wing back, Brophy as left wing back, Willowson left centre back, Howard up top with Bond and Maguire drew just behind. So 20 minutes left to try and rescue the game. Yeah, 70 minutes on the clock then, and it's the post for the third time this afternoon as Joe Widdison surged into the box with nobody challenging him and he hit the post with a low strike. The ball came out to Maguire, drew on the rebound. His follow up looks certain to go in, but unfortunately, Matt Harold's backside. Blocked it on the line. Now I didn't. I didn't see Howland's block on the line. I saw him. I saw Wellington surge and hit the post. Yes. And then one stood up. Yeah. And then and I just saw the, the upside flag go up, but I didn't realise Maguire Drew didn't have the rebound and shot, and it was. Yes. Yeah, so Maguire Drew. It was going in. Maguire Drew was central, sort of to the right of the penalty, or about the penalty spot, or just beyond it, and he's curved it, and Harold. I can't remember what he was doing. He was obviously made a run in and he was running to get out the way and Maguire Drew's oh, just man. curled it round and it's just hit, smacked him on the backside. Um, and to top that all off, he was given offside. Brilliant. What a time that for He's Joe blocked our goal and he's been given offside. Imagine if Wedderson had scored his first goal for Orion and it would have been the game that won the Wembley. You imagine. Can you imagine absolute scenes in his household at the end of that? Unlucky, Mr. Wilson, but third time hit the post, 1-0 down. Like it's just, you just, you just like, it's just not going to be your day. It's not you've hit the happen. post three times, you've created a couple of chances, your man blocks it on the line for them and gets an offside out of it. I mean, how much more do you really want? Absolutely. They have one, re- you know, they had a couple of guilt edge chances in the first half. The free kick was a bit special and it's that that's taken it to win. Yeah. I know we're not at the end yet, but it's that that's taken it to win a game. Absolutely. So 78 minutes in with the O searching for the equaliser. Joby McEnough drives forward, 
cuts inside, finds JMD who hits it on the volley, but his volley goes over the bar. When he hit that, all I had in my head was a Haven and Waterlooville strike. Right. It was exactly like that, the way the ball bounced up. But this time, caught it well, just not good enough to go in and sailed harmlessly over the bar. Yeah, absolutely. 78 minutes on the clock then. Um, Charlie Lee was replaced by Joe... Sorry, Charlie Lee replaced Joby McEnough in what will be, as we now know, Charlie Lee's farewell appearance for Orient. Yeah, so fast forward in. Not much to talk about until the 87th minute, but this time, another chance for the O's. As JMD crossed in for Matt Harold, who headed into the ground. That's what you probably should do from where he was. Yeah. But the ball in went over the bar from seven yards. And I kept saying in the final 10, we've got one more chance in us. Yeah. We'll, we'll do something. And that was You'd the final so. chance as the ball harmlessly bounced over the bar. Yeah, five minutes of stoppage time had played out with a bit of non-league game management by file, the usual sort of players feigning cramp and general time wasting. But the referee blew the final whistle as our stay in the non-league is officially over as we lose at Wembley again. Now, unfortunately, despite re- uh, applying... Uh, for media accreditation uh, to the FA, we got rejected. So we weren't <laughs> for, with a with a, a nonsense uh, nonsense reason when you could see that there was loads of space in the media box. Uh, so unfortunately, we weren't able to bring you exclusive um, questions or or anything from us. But thankfully, um, Super Dulcet Dave Victor was able to do so. <clears throat> Excuse me. And here's his two minute interview uh, with Justin post match yesterday. Justin, thanks for joining us. I'd imagine you feel very emotional after that uh, afternoon. Yeah, mixed emotions. Um, you know, I think when you arrive here, you, you are focused and solely on one thing is to, to make sure you leave, leave here winners. Um, it's not a nice feeling. Um, perhaps on the reflection, it was a slow start, but certainly deserved a little bit more than we got for our second half of performance. I thought we were very, very good, but... Yeah, congratulations to Fold. You know, um, they were worthy winners, and, and we wish them all the best for next season. Because your substitutions again had a, the impact you would have wanted three times in the second half denied by the woodwork. Could have had a penalty. Uh, possibly. I, I think that you know we've hit the woodwork a few times. I, I think the one when you perhaps I stood there and think it's perhaps not going to be our day is when unfortunately Matt Harrell caught cleared to Jordan Maguire Drew's effort off the line. <laughs> And I think you think, well, that's perhaps not going to be a day. But on reflection of it, again, I, I, I'm, I'm proud of the football club, I'm proud of my players. They've been incredible all season. And, and the fans again today, the, the numbers that we've been backed by is quite incredible. And, um, you know, we, we accomplished the goal to get back into the Football League. Obviously, this was the next to, to try and complete the double, but... You know, it hasn't worked that way and players are hurting, but, you know, they have to take a lot of credit for, for the season they've had. Charlie Lee tweeted before the game that this was his, going to be his last game for the O's. Have you made decisions about other players who might be leaving now? Yes, I have. I thought, I'm sure the club will, will announce that. Um, you know, Charlie Granger left in the week. I, I felt it was only fair that the players were, were aware. You know, it's been a long period where the season finished and, and we waited three weeks for this game so you know, they've been thoroughly professional um, and I think that showed in Charlie's performance when he came on Thank you Justin That's the first time I've heard that and Justin sounded a bit dis- well Dis- as you'd expect disheartened down B but can't take away he's had a fantastic season uh, Dulcet Dave also um, must have interviewed Nigel Travis at some point because he tweeted saying he'd spoken to Nigel Travis who said we've got a lot to be happy about we've got our club back we're doing well, we're organised, we've got great players, great coaches, we've got people who support the club in every way, we should feel very grateful for everything that's happened to late tonight. Nice little quote there from Nigel. Very nice, yeah. Thank you, Dave, for all your interviews uh, this season. So my views yeah. uh, on yesterday's game, I think it was a poor game by our standards, which is a shame to end the season on. I think you could probably be quite critical of some of the players, but given the season we've had, I don't think that would be particularly fair to do that. And in all honesty... I really wasn't too fussed about winning as the primary objective for me, as I think I said at the start of the season, was promotion, which was achieved. But I was disappointed we didn't play better, as I know we can, and I think that's the expectation that we have as fans now, as I'm sure the playing staff do and the and the management team do, because we know we're a better squad than what we what we showed that we were yesterday in front of 24,000 people, 23,000 people, whatever, plus the thousands watching on TV uh, around the world as well. And again, I don't mind 
I don't have a problem losing. I don't, you know, not, yeah, I don't have a problem losing if we've played well but been unlucky. Yeah. If we played well and hit the post, and you know they've got one chance and scored it by a bit of luck, then then fair enough. But um, one of the sort of big talking points in one of my WhatsApp group chats has been about the fact that we haven't really scored a goal. We, we haven't scored a goal in our in our last three games, and has the three five two formation stifled? the efforts of the front two, particularly Bond, because he's not been particularly prolific this side of Christmas, um, whereas he was before when we were playing the 4-4-2. It seemed to to suit him that, that much better. But the fact that others have been chipping in with goals from other areas, no, notably from the centre-backs, from Josh and Marv and you know, others chipping in with goals as well, it, it's obviously benefited the team. It's yeah, spreaded the weight of expectation of of goals there but you know really you want someone like Macaulay Bond to be carrying on the way he kind of started so I guess the, 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 our chat's been about does the three-five-two system really suit us is it really appropriate for us and I know Justin employs it because it means that he can play his best players of course but I guess does that change next season when we've got seven on the bench rather than just the five and you've got different players <coughs> yeah now you've not got um, obviously the retain list is, is, is out which we'll go through in a bit but anyway that's it for now for this season uh, no more league games for us I'm really looking forward to seeing the League 2 fixtures when they come out in June um, but yeah I'm going to enjoy a few weeks off now yeah your thoughts? I thought it was a strange game it felt like more like a friendly to okay. me it did feel like a cup final I thought maybe that's because Wembley was half empty or yeah. maybe because we'd all ready won the league and celebrated it felt like a bit of a pre-season friendly yeah. uh, we didn't get going in the first half and I guess as you probably expect Fold probably well not probably Fold were sharper <coughs> uh, and should have been well ahead going into half time but the second half was better like we said we looked more attacking threat wise through JMD thought he had a good game should be very proud of himself this season yeah. but like we said again mm. when you hit the post three times and when your own players blocking your own shots on the line you know it's not going to be your no. day you know, there weren't many moments of quality on show, but credit to Danny Rowe. I think he was probably the best player on the pitch. Okay. His free kick wins the game. I actually thought once Matt Howard came on, we looked less of a threat. So playing Josh Caroma right wing back, what's the point? The waste of his talent. What's the point? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, however, like you said, it's been a great season. I'm not going to fault any of the players or the management. It yeah. was a great day. Thanks to everyone who said hello and complimented the podcast. Loads of new people we've never met before came and said hello. So thank you yeah. for doing that. Uh, to people who did that and the FA Trophy would have been the icing on the cake but a cake wasn't meant to be iced yeah absolutely very good thank you very good I like that (laughs) Charlie Lee uh, tweeted after the game he said gutted the way it finished but big thank you to everyone for your messages they are all amazing Uh, been a wonderful two years we'll be cheering on Leighton Orient next season played at Wembley tick Hashtag who else wants promotion. Matt Porter took to Twitter after the game and said, heads up everyone, the main aim of the season was accomplished and we can survive without the cherry on the cake. Time for a break and a recharge and back next season as a League 2 club. Thanks for all your magnificent backing today and all season. Josh Coulson 4 tweeted, gutted to finish like that, but nothing, but take nothing away from this group of champions. What a season it's been. Absolutely. And to finish off the tweets from the players, JMD97 underscore said it weren't meant to be yesterday, but what a group of lads, fans and season. Now time to enjoy a bit of time off before we go again next year. Yeah, he's just posted on Instagram that he's off to LA. Oh, Got wow. a bit of business class flight out to LA, so he's going to go and chill out there. Have fun. Indeed. And wherever the players are going on holiday, enjoy. Um, so those were our views. Uh, obviously, your views. We had a huge amount of feedback after this match, even stuff coming in today. So thank you to everybody uh, who sent their views into our social media accounts. And again, we'll try and read out as many as we can. Um, but just because we read them, it doesn't mean that we agree with them. So we start off with Boatsy, friend of the pods. He says, gutted, but we look like we had been on the bevy for far too long. Still a great season. A fair play to Fold. They wanted it more. Hands up, who would have taken Fold, helping us win the league and in exchange then winning the trophy? Yeah. I would. So good on. point. So would That's I. A really good Absolutely. Point. Well if, done, Ben. If you'd have said to me promotion, just promotion, but a Wembley visit at the end of the season, at the start of the season, I'd have ripped your arm off for it. Your so. arm off. But there you go. Expectations change as the season so progresses. Neil Jono tweeted and he said, When it's not your day, it's not your day. I don't mind Fold winning the trophy. Like Ben, he said they helped us win the league. I bet they would rather have won last week 
than today. And that's a great point as well. They probably would have done. Absolutely. Adam Reeves too, very critical of the team. He said horrendous performance. Set up to not lose rather than win like the end of season pressure. Pressure. Brophy is never a number 10. But JMB showed he is when he came on. 25,000 O's fans and they played like that. Embarrassing. Very harsh there from Alan. Yeah. Very, yeah, I think that's a bit harsh, but no, Brophy isn't really a number 10, is he? He's, he's more of a winger. I would say so. Um, Steve Forecast tweeted and said, A great season comes to an end and can't say we didn't have our chances. Shame that so many and in commas fans couldn't wait to see the lads pick up their medal. At Daniel underscore D44 says, Could have easily been two or three down in the first half, so it's pretty gutting to let in the goal when we were on top. Really unlucky to hit the post three times, but Fylde probably deserved it though. But on the plus side, LFC won the league and we are no longer non-league. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Ray, yeah, Rayleigh Dave tweeted in saying, just wasn't meant to be. We were off the pace first half, but so unlucky in the second. But main job was done. Back in the EFL and congratulations to AFC Fylde. They played good football and deserve something from the season. Bloody Wembley. And you know, that's a really good point, actually. They do play good football at times. Uh, sometimes they've been poor, but actually they do try to play the right way. Um, so I think that's a really good point. Yeah, I thought they were good team. Bazal, 73. So this could have been at least two down at half-time, so rode our luck a bit, but would have been so different when one of ours went in off the post. Never mind. Goodbye, non-league. Hello, football league. P.S. Was Bomb playing today? See, I said that partway through the game. I said, if you if I was visually impaired and someone was commentating to me what's happening, I wouldn't know that Bond had played. Yeah, but that's just the formation that we're playing. It kind of excludes him rather than makes him a centre. Doesn't play to strengths. It doesn't, no. Or to someone who would play in that position. Um, <clears throat> the best is Mets said, uh, watching the game, it looked like one team had been playing in the playoffs recently, obviously filed, and the other hadn't had a competitive game since the end of April, obviously us. It happens... But hey, we've had a phenomenal season considering the club were on its knees. League 2 beckons. Yeah, good tweet. Good tweet. Yeah. Very good tweet. G Force <coughs> underscore shift says, Not our day. Hit the post three times is pretty rough. And a shot blocked by our own player. But that's football. Shame about the result. But it was only a cherry to be put on top of a magnificent season. We go again next season in League 2. Yeah, Taser Jr. said, Thought Fylde were brilliant throughout and deserved the win, especially with the tactics in the first half. We create a lot, but it does show... We're going to need another striker for next season as we will need to be more clinical. Brilliant season and the main objective achieved. Great yeah, tweet. Very good tweets coming <coughs> tomorrow now the podcast hours <coughs> after Wembley. Kid Sampson, no, this is the better team one. Foal could have been four or five clear at half time and they counted extremely well in the second <coughs> period. Ho hum. Yeah, Orient Fan TV said, Can't believe some fans are slagging the team off and calling them bottle jobs. The main thing this season was to get back into the Football League, which we have done. If someone said at the start of the season that we'd be champions and runners-up in the FA Trophy, I'd have taken that. Absolutely. Lou Bear, 84 Echoes, Orient Fan TV. He says, oh dear, <clears throat> people calling our promotion winning squad pathetic and bottle jobs. Give your heads a wobble. I never saw any of this. I, I must admit, I haven't looked oh, thoroughly. We had, a few, but... we had a few coming into our... Um... Account. Yeah, I think that's just frustration. But I think that's only, only like two word tweets that weren't worth. Reading. Yeah, fine. Um, I, yeah, it's just the level of expectation that the team have set amongst the fans that we expected better and more. Yeah, of course. So yeah, uh, but there's still no excuse for that. Only one team said, "Not our day." Result aside, Wembley is soulless with no atmosphere. Green Man was better pre-game, but we are going up, and that's all that matters. I do feel as nice as it is to go to Wembley. That isn't a Wembley. Game, it devalues Wembley for me, and the same in a non-league playoff final. What's what do you point? mean? Why would you not play it at a big stadium but fill it like capacity forty thousand? Why play it in an eighty thousand when you've got no chance of doing it? You yeah. could you could have done yesterday at Craven Cottage or I don't know 40, the old the old white like... the old White Hart Lane or somewhere that holds forty thousand like a good championship stadium it devalues it. Yeah, I completely agree. Like Wembley, like what's the point? I love going Wembley. Because it's about because it's an FA competition. The F, the home the FA's home is Wembley. If they did it at another club's ground, they'd have to pay rent to that to hire it. Obviously, it just doesn't. And it gives players who wouldn't probably ever in their life play at the national stadium the opportunity to play at the national stadium. I don't know. I... And fans who may not go to England games or other games or events at Wembley the chance to go. 
Possibly. It's about that dream capture, isn't it? We, what, we, it's, we, we, it's like, I'm going to Wembley. But we've been there. We've done it with Orient. We have. But Chertsey hadn't. Cray Valley hadn't. Filed only yeah. did last year. But it's for those teams. That's, that's, that's well, the purpose of it. That's why it's non-league day. That's not our concern anymore. Because we're not non-league. No, thank God. It's I Heart Rushmore. It says, I was pretty ambivalent at full time. Didn't yeah. play great. Had chances to equalise. And if we had, we would have gone on to win. One thing to work on is that we have generally started slowly in the last few months and needed half-time to perform better, but yes. that's nitpicking. You're doing a silent clap there, by the looks of it. No, no, oh, no. Oh, no? No, no, no. No, no, I've just got a pain in my thumb. Paul has um, a pain in his thumb. No, no, no. That, that was, I think that's right. Yeah, I think that's, yeah. Uh, I think, I think that's a fair observation there. Matty, LOFC Evans said, when you hit the post three times in a game, you know something is against you. File can celebrate a cup, but we can celebrate so much more. Champions of the league and a return to the football league. Yeah, good tweet there from yeah. Matty. South and Bob. So I have to say, I always thought a three-week layoff was going to be tough to tune back in from for the final. Look that way to me, and the first half and in the first half, but second half we were better. Disappointed a bit, but back in the league, yes, we are. That was always the real prize. Proud of the team again. Another good tweet. Disappointed, mm. yeah, a little bit. But like when the full-time whistle went, I wasn't devastated. No, I wasn't. I applauded the team and. Just went. It was done. Yeah. Marcus Maynard said, occasion got to a few players on a different day. That purple patch at the start of the second half would have yielded a goal from which we would have kicked on. Mind you, on a different day, we would have had two or three. We would have been two or three down at half time. We've done the hard work winning the league. Absolutely. Mark Bolton, 14. So, not sure why people are complaining there were too many Orient fans. Prefer open 200 of the Orient sold over 23,000 tickets and the average gate around 5k. There were always going to be a few first timers supporting their local club. People bring in their kids, it's the next generation. Spot on, and I yeah. didn't see any moaning either, but obviously it happened, I've just missed it. Hope Boy 291 said, could have been a showcase, but not to be. We looked sluggish in the first half, second half we got a better response, but when Rose stepped up for that free kick, we knew where it was going. Lots of business to be done closed season. Absolutely, good tweet. Dear Stu, says, won't win any football game after a first half performance like that. JMD made a big difference when he came on, and I think he'll be a massive player for us next season. Champions, so yeah, I mean, obviously, JMD, work, you know, JMD seems to change the game a bit for me, yeah, but it's obviously, it fits him well to that 5 3 2. That obviously suits JMD as that number 10, which you have yeah. with that. So, could go three, to play, could go 3 4 1 2 and have that number 10, so he'd yeah. sit behind. Um, interesting to see what Justin does next season, yeah. Uh, Nick Almighty, uh, 79 <laughs> said the three week break was evident today, the Wembley curse continues, but the main job was done back in April. In my opinion, the squad needs work. We have a good base to build on. Summer recruitment is critical if we want to take advantage of our momentum. Yeah, good tweet. Vince Howard, 73, says the three-week break was evident today. The Wembley curse continues, but the main job was done back in April. In my opinion, the squad needs work. We have a good base to build on, and summer recruitment is critical if we want... Oh, I read that. Have you read that? No. Oh, if we want to take advantage of our momentum. No, but... um... Nick Almighty commented about summer recruitment being critical as well. Oh, AC okay. Swim said, of course, we wanted to win, but it was always just garnish after winning the league. It's a competition we ideally never want to be in again either. Fylde played well and we were unlucky, but walking away today was nowhere near like the agony of losing the playoffs in 2014. I agree well. with that, yeah. yeah. And the final word, the final game of the season goes to El Cuado. It's just disappointed that we didn't win would have been the icing on the cake, but need to remember that the main objective has been achieved. <clears throat> Normally, I'm the pessimist, but I'm refusing to be down after the season we've had. Those players can all hold their heads up high. So let us know if you agree or disagree with any of the tweets we've read out. So you can email us at orientoutlook@outlook.com, or you can find us at Twitter at orientoutlook, or Instagram at orient underscore outlook underscore podcast, or on Facebook at Orient Outlook Podcast. Yes, so for the final time this season, we have a prediction league final update for you. There were no correct predictions, surprisingly, for this match yesterday. So as I say, for the final time, the prediction league standings of a final nature are 39 points accrued by Leon Oresti and Pills the Doman, who share the spoils at the top of the podcast league. And we will be in touch with you uh, to send you a podcast mug. 31 points. Uh, Ian Manet, Rene John and Matty LOFC Evans joint second and 29 points was Mark Shepherd underscore 79. So a massive thank you for all the hundreds if not thousands of predictions that we've had 
this season. There are those of you who regularly do it, those of you who dip in and out. Um, I remember Barry Twin making a bit of a surge up the table, but then uh, didn't get so many right. And there was a couple of others that got went on a bit of a run and then sort of petered off and... Uh, and so on so thank you genuinely to everybody who's engaged with us on this throughout the season well done to you for keeping it up today because yeah. I mucked it up twice last season and when you, I did it so can't it, yeah. I can't do it absolutely so no, but well it's done. an art form well done and <clears throat> wait in your uh, DMs uh, to Leon and to Pills the Doman and to finish off the day after the match me and you ended up in the box park wicked it was ace wicked <laughs> really good that conga going around the top yeah so the wicked. video is on our twitter account of the conga but it didn't feel like we just lost the cup final it felt like we just won a league so it was a completely uh, positive outlook and how do you walk in off the street not yeah. knowing the result you would have thought Orient had won so they were just rocking out rocking all over the world we are the champions all the tunes, yeah. the taxi all the dancing tunes great stuff great atmosphere real good atmosphere in there so if we saw you in there uh, and you said hello and thanks for saying hello. Yes, thank awesome. you. It was really good to meet so many people that listen to the podcast and we genuinely, without people listening, there would be no point in us doing this. So thank you to every one of you who's listened uh, so far this season. So we're nearly done for this week, so let's uh, move on to today. Bit of a manic day. We didn't expect it to be this way, no. to, to be honest. At some point this week we expected it, but not today so monday the 20th of may turned out to be manic monday as an early morning uh, announcement from the club on social media that preparations would start for the 2019-20 season today they really weren't messing about got an early start on this one 9:45 they announced that craig clay has signed a two-year contract extension uh, with the club justin was quoted as saying obviously delighted that craig has committed his future for the next two years He's been a driving force in the midfield since I've been here and was a pivotal part of the season we've just had. There's lots, there's still lots to come from Craig, so delighted that he's on board. Yeah, for me, that's great news. I think Craig deserves it after the season he's had. Uh, it took some time for him to win me over, I must confess. But yeah. I think over the, the last six months, his game has absolutely excelled. It's uh, been amazing. Different player. Uh, yeah, if he was basing it on the first season, you wouldn't give him a, another contract at all. But on this season, ab- absolutely, I think it's thoroughly deserved. So congratulations, Craig. And I'm looking forward to the Star Man Awards next year already. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Then the influx of players departing the club started to be announced from the club. So at 5pm, the club officially announced the news that we already knew, as Charlie Lee tweeted it the previous day, that Charlie Lee would be leaving the club. So Justin was quoted saying we wouldn't have achieved what we have this year if it wasn't for the professionalism of players like Charlie. These decisions are never easy, but Charlie's played a massive part of returning the O's to the Football League. Let you go first for your views on this one. Interesting one. I think, obviously, if he hadn't have had the injuries he'd had, he'd have got an extension. Um, But I think like we were discussing before we started recording about the fact that, for me, I'd have probably given him another year with the option of a second year if he meets certain milestones, i.e. plays a certain amount of games or minutes or whatever. Um, But it's just his injuries that have just hampered him. Um, And we'll come on to the others a little bit later on, but when you compare it to to Dayton, who's been offered, who's had a mixture of injuries through breakdown and through challenges that have been put on him through other players, tackling him and whatnot, you know, just, yeah, just Charlie Lee just kind of falls into the mould where he's, body's broken down and that's how he's sustained injury for yeah. some reason so it's a it's a tricky one because half of me thinks that actually he'd do well in league two for us and he would be that that piece that would allow probably dale or and or craig to move forwards and he'd just be you know with seven subs in the team now for match days that he would probably at least make the bench yeah i think i thought he'd get a year um but yeah you've you've Okay, we've given a good synopsis there. Thanks. You've, you've done well. It's nothing more for, more for me to say on that one. Right, yeah, okay. wish him the best. He would have been good in the football league. Obviously, he's done it before. He's got good experience. He's yeah. a good character for the dressing room. He's very he's popular. popular. And he's still fairly young. But like you said, maybe his injury record counts against him. And maybe um, the wrong side of 30. Terms. I think he's only 32. He's not, yeah. he's he's not, not old. He's, old, not, he's not league two old, I would say. He's yeah. like a bit further down the line. But, but in terms of the club's policy of being under yeah. 30, probably just... just it's another reason not to give him a contract. Absolutely. So that was the first one. And at half past five, the news of another departure as the club announced that Alex Lawless 
will be leaving the club after two years. So Justin said, Alex's professionalism has been instrumental in the club's success this season and I wish him all the best in his career going forward. So your views on Lawless? Not surprised. I don't think it's a surprise to anyone really. And Alex, thanks for everything you've done for us really. I don't really have anything to add on that. I think I saw this one coming, to yeah, be fair. But like, no, like we said on the Twitter feed, always gave 110% when he put on the orange shirt. Always battled. It was quite versatile. He had that going for him, so he played centre mid, he's played right back. Right back. He I think well you can even right drop him in at centre back if you need him at centre back as Too well. Sure. But yeah, he'll be missed. And you could tell from the star man that the players really liked him. Yeah. Uh, and he stayed really right till the end as well. That bond yeah. and that character. So good luck in the future to Alex Lawless. Yeah, then at six o'clock, another departure uh, was announced uh, with the club announcing that Jay Simpson would be leaving the club and Martin Ling was quoted on this one saying Jay is a high quality footballer and has been an asset to the club since joining and the younger forwards have learned lots from him being around he's proven to be a very good player for the club over the years and we wish him well going forwards your views? I think it's another one I probably saw coming well yeah. after yesterday and not being in the team Yeah, sorry yeah, but yeah. I'm gutted Jay's moving on obviously we know Jay really well through the pod and he's a lovely Nicest lovely guy. bloke mm. I think it's a testament to Macaulay Bond Josh Karoma that Jay hasn't been able to get into the starting 11 because they've kept him out because they've been so good and I think it's a huge testament to Matt Harold that Jay hasn't even been able to get much game time so Harold's always been the first choice sub to bring on if you would have said a year ago that in a year's time Matt Harold's coming on over Jay Simpson and so is Josh Karoma and Macaulay Bond would have laughed you out the building especially Harold yeah. um, so it just shows you how well those three forwards have done for me if, as long as we can keep Bon and Karoma then it's all good and it makes sense but my theory is that we get a silly offer from Maka off the back of the African Cup of Nations or we get a silly offer from Josh for someone and that one if one of those goes then is the replacement going to be better than Jay Simpson I don't know but I've got complete faith in the recruitment should that happen but yeah I'm sad to see uh Jay Simpson leaves club. Yeah, it, it, it is a tough one, but again, probably not all that much of a surprise. On the one hand, you'd say actually someone of his quality in League Two would probably stand us in great stead, particularly with Karoma and Bon being the younger two. And obviously, if Matt Harold at this point, we don't know if he's staying or going or being offered new terms yet because obviously it hadn't been announced. And so from that perspective, you'd probably argue to have someone of a more senior nature in the squad, you know, his best mates with J.B. McEnough, it, it, it could have potentially have been quite a good thing. But he hadn't played a lot in the US, so he was coming into us, if you remember, uh, back end of last year, just to keep fit for a couple of months. And he signed quite late on. Yeah. Um, so he's not really had the pre-season or the match sharpness that maybe that he would have got had he have been with us pre-season but that's just how it is it didn't really work out for him it's not obviously it's not worked out in Justin's eyes for them either and I'm gutted to see a player of his quality uh, and the type of character that he is to leave us um, he's always got time for us when he sees us and I think he's a lovely smashing guy uh, and wish him every success and every health for the future yeah, um, so. and wherever he ends up it's their, it's their game yeah absolutely Tolo yeah. underscore Sango tweeted us on the back of this one and said Disappointed to see Simpson leave. I think he's the best striker we have. I think we'll definitely need a new striker or two for League Two. So I'm not sure Bond will get as many. So we'll see what happens with that one. Yeah, and then absolutely. The announcements weren't done. Nice. 6.25, the club announced. Again, what we already knew. Yeah. Charlie Granger was confirmed as leaving the club. So we've already gone through uh, Granger's views. And then at half past six, the club put out its retain list with the main points as follows. So... Uh, the players who are out of contract but have been offered new deals. Joe Widdison, Joby McEnough, Craig Clay, who's obviously already signed, James Dayton, Matt Harold, and Jamie Turley. Uh, with Hector Kiprianu, Arthur Janata, Brendan Shabani and Jaden Sweeney sorry, all being offered professional contracts. So that's immense that, that there are four players on scholarship signing professional terms with the club. I mean thank God we're keeping the academy next season well, all highly rated as well so Kipriano's yeah. been out on loan Bishop Stortford Janata's been out on loan I think at Harlow doing well Sweeney's played in the FA Trophy got some game time done well left back and Shabani comes Shabani, with a good yeah. reputation so really good so those are players that all have been offered contracts and players well player who's been added to the transfer list and again we probably saw this coming because he's yeah. still got another year left yeah. on his contract 
is James Alabi and the club put it out in the same statement. The club would like to offer James Alabi the opportunity of first team football and has therefore put him on the transfer list. So yeah. for me, no surprises with Alibi. No. As I say, he's got another contract. You transfer list him because you just can't release a player who's under contract. Unless you pay him off. Unless you pay him off. Uh, Shame. Which Great character, isn't he? Great character. Always got a smile on his face. But again, hasn't really worked out for him. He's obviously not ahead of Bomb or Karoma. Or, or Harold. Who's a very similar player. Yeah. On the back of that. Um, but it's worth pointing out that the players who've been offered the contract, so the professional players yet to sign or if they have signed that's not been announced yet so there was a chance that any one of those five players could actually go do you know what nah see you later yeah, don't think they will but there's a chance that could no, happen there's every a- a possibility um, that one or two might not you know for me I'm 50-50 on Dayton I think when he plays you can't argue his quality but he's been at the club for two years now and hasn't given us a full season and whether he's been injured in training or been injured on in a game, in a game for me it's that's without sounding heartless, that's football. Um, so, and I hope that he can come back and have a great fully fit season of keeping himself fit. And that's the one that I looked at and I was a bit, okay, well, if you're not offering Lee, then I'm not sure how you can offer Dayton, but, you know, hopefully Dayton gets a good pre-season under his belt, recovers and proves me wrong and can come on the podcast and call me out. No, oh, that's fine. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, it's a right reply. No, I, I do agree with you. Uh, I'm not surprised at James Alabi. Uh, you know, it just hasn't had the impact that I guess the team wanted him to have. Every club makes signings like that. We're no different, um, and, and and it is a shame. But of those that have been offered new contracts, I'd love every one of them to sign, James Dayton included, because as you say, he's a very exciting yeah, player course. to watch. He's very direct, like James Brophy, very direct, likes to make the back line very uncomfortable with his twist and turn he runs and drawing fouls and, and just getting us further up the pitch and keeping us up the pitch as well um, the, the ball retention is very good for him and, and, and Brophy to be fair uh, Magic underscore John's tweeted saying looking at the list nothing has really changed from what was said most of this season we need a good centre midfielder and a forward those that have gone were good enough getting us over the line this year next year they wouldn't cope like Harold and Dayton and I'm surprised both have been offered new deals. Yeah, so lots of, well, just a tweet coming in there. So let us know what you think. Lots of views still coming on that one. Yeah. Orient Outlook. So that's that game brings us up to date on this Monday evening. So let's wrap this up as I'm off to watch the Game of Thrones season finale. Go for it. So Fantasy Football League is down to well done to Tolo Sanguawa. So let's move on to the Dream Team League, which still have two fixtures left to play. As it stands, I rock and back. He's going to take home the glory as he leads the league on 2,473 points. Julian Lillington in second place on this one, on 2,445 points. I'm in 15th place. I might sneak 14th, but not higher than that for me. Yeah. Paul, you're on 22nd out of yeah. 195 That's all right. I'm actually alright with that. That's not bad, it's decent. Uh, quite pleased with that. If I can get top 20, I'll be even more impressed. So negatives <laughs> and positives uh, this week. We're going to start with the negatives. Obviously losing the FA Trophy final. Yeah, absolutely. Not playing well in twenty four in front of 24,000 fans. Um, and not breaking the clean sheet record, um, which is obviously a, a nice bonus, but not essential. But, yeah. Balance it out then, so positives equally in the clean sheet record. Yes, throughout the season, absolutely. And lastly, we won the National League, which is what it's all about, which is why we're all smiling here at our Orient Outlook podcast hours and not playing at Howard with the defeat at Wembley. So, Hero of the Week, or shall we say Heroes of the Week? um, All 24,000. Who went there? And next week's fixtures. The season is now done, so there are no further fixtures to talk about for the time being. So, that is it. That is it. Thank you very much indeed for joining us for episode 183, sorry, just over the hour mark. It is. A, it was a week full of excitement as the Wembley feeling took over Orient supporters all over the world as we looked forward to our big day at the National Stadium as the departure of Charlie Granger and Charlie Lee were made public by them on social media. On the pitch, it wasn't meant to be as we slipped to a 1-0 defeat to AFC Fylde who lifted the FA Trophy as our hopes of a historic double were ended in front of 23,000 Orient fans. But everyone at the club can hold their heads high after a fantastic campaign that saw our boys win the National League and get promoted back into the Football League as the preparations are already well underway with the further departure of Alex Lawless and Jay Simpson announced today, as well as the contract extensions. So we will be back with our end of season review stroke finale 
Stroke Promotion Party, episode 184, at some point next week. Hopefully with a few special guests, we need to put our finger up. Sort that and out. And get yeah. cracking with that one. And that will have all the information and views that you could ever need. So if you're listening on iTunes, please subscribe. Give the podcast a review. No new reviews on iTunes over the last two weeks. Shocking. That is absolutely atrocious. It's out of order. Or any outlook podcasters. So if you're listening on SoundCloud, TuneIn, Stitcher, add us to your favourites. And that way you'll have all the podcasts available as soon as they're uploaded. And like we say every week, we are also now on Spotify. So there really is no excuse not to listen to the podcast as it is so easy. Also through Google out, Google Alexas or Amazon Echoes, any one of those voice decoded devices, you will find the Orient Outlook podcast. And if you want someone who enjoyed Wembley yesterday, get them turned on to the O's. There must be new uh, Orient fans from yesterday. So if you went with yeah. a relative or a sibling or workmate or a friend, turn them on to the podcast. Pass the pod. Yes, please. Yeah, all right. So that is it. That is it. So if you want a podcast mug, you know how to get them. We're not going to give you the hard sell. There are five <laughs> DM us. That's all we've got to say on that yeah. one. So we look forward to hearing from you. And as always, keep calm, have a great week, and listen to the Orient Outlook podcast. Up the O's. I've paid my dues time after time.